My mom texts me from her cross-country trip stop in Memphis with my dad and asks, how is Samuel enjoying camp? And I say, he's a happy camper. Funnier dad, happier baby. My son has more muscle memory to flex from than a young Leonardo DiCaprio on the set of Growing Pains with Alan Thicke. Last licks. Comedy record, 121. Holla! Thank you! Very much! I add, Mom, remember how John's mom would hit on me in the second grade by comparing me to Elvis? Add my second grade teacher, Ms. Pariso, to that list too? Well, like father, like son, Samuel is getting hit on by older women constantly too, especially at the Chico's all summer long. Last one said to Samuel, when you get older, you're going to have three girlfriends to juggle. And I say, if James Woods had this kid's face, your estimates wouldn't be so conservative. Plus, I'm not sending my son to junior high without a lawyer on his person at all times to hand out pre-poundage consent forms. I call him. Chosen Curls was bound to woo for a reason. But instead of declaring bankruptcy. After spending our last rolls of nickels on gas, I can always sell lockets of his hair for five grand a pop on Chinese eBay. That's a sustainable business model to keep us rocking in President Poopy Pants' world. Neil Young, resist this. Last licks. Holla! Thank you very much! My wife saw the Elvis movie, which made her walk away from the movie with a heightened appreciation of his sex appeal now. So now, whenever I want to get the wife in the mood for some lockjaw love on my pussy rocker rearranger, I'll whip it out on top of our Time Life Memorial Elvis plate that I got at an antique store in Dutchess County that no longer exists and say, Memphis Mafia lives. You want to hit that? Fine. Pretend I'm giving you communion, Priscilla. Then pick up your shit in your Fisher-Price farmhouse and have your mommy pick you up in two minutes and you got yourself a deal. I like to encourage my son's fearlessness so he isn't controlled by fear and only takes up diving off the diving board at 43 years old like his old man. Mom says, I don't remember you diving ever. And I say, that's because I grew up in the era of AIDS, Mom. So I've never gone headfirst into anything without some initial gun-shy trepidation, plus Dad calling me a waste of height before I bloomed under my fruit of the looms while being stuck in my head, miserable and alone for being the last kid to get into the puberty party didn't help my manly metamorphosis into a high-flying Jimmy Snooker.
like Little Richard, without his rollicking personality swinging in my favor just yet. <laughs> Nor did it help mom when you thought it was a great idea to get me the 12 stages of puberty for Hanukkah one year after my younger brother had already achieved puberty and banging the three hottest girls in his class that I tried to jerk off to at the time but couldn't. And then after you gave me this gift for the book, The 12 Stages of Puberty, I say, Mom, why would you give me this book in front of my younger brother? He can play with himself whenever he wants. And then you say, but you do that all the time upstairs with your G.I. Joe figures. So my son's favorite Bruce Lee movie scene is the fight with O'Hara when he says, Bored, don't hit back. That is before Bruce Lee kills O'Hara with a jump kick on top of his cranium, which he breaks in two, like a Megan McCain sat on watermelon after an act of honor-chucking desperation on O'Hara's part when he breaks a fairly sizable beer bottle to cut Bruce Lee with, which causes the master of disaster <laughs> to deliver the final kill shot kick in the head for the ages. As a result, my son wanted to recreate the scene and break the glass, only for Daddy to yell, O'Hara! Which drug lord Han does to O'Hara after he breaks the beer bottle in a no more honor-admonishing manner. So whenever my son whips out his schmeckle, his pubescent light blaster in the making, whenever my espresso is being made, instead of doing planks alongside with me, as I wait, I yell, Nakosha, baby, or O'Hara, pick up your pants, schmackle spot, holla. I text my mother and a O'Hara lives part two video. So she knows her grandson isn't breaking his cherry here as he breaks a Shirley Temple Saranac bottle on a rock before yelling, O'Hara. I laugh uncontrollably on the video and say, fast forward funny, O'Hara lives, Shirley Temple Knife life. Holla! Thank you very much! But my son is pissed because he broke the entire bottle. With only a tiny part of the top handle left in his striking hand. And I urge my son to say, Thank you very much! And my son says, Thank you very much! This sucks! And throws the tip of the Shirley Temple bottle on the ground away in disgust. Mom texts back, why are you sending me videos of my grandson breaking bottles on rocks while yelling, O'Hara? I text back, O'Hara, New World Order, Klaus Schwab, Soros and Friends, buying up all the farmland and trailer parks on the cheap to turn America into Placenta Smoothie Nation. What difference does it make? Shirley Temple Life Lives. Holla! Thank you very much. I think the Pentagon invented the monkeypox so they'd scare the rest of our military into chopping their dicks off. They already forced out those who refused to get the clot shot. So what difference does it make? Our general in charge is a glamorized HR manager with sloppier tits. His only tour of duty is playing Russian roulette with his dick at the nearest glory hole in Biloxi, 
Mississippi for basic training. So what difference does it make? Neil Simon lives. Holla! Getting in. Last leg's good. Thank you very much. We already abandoned our own military and citizens in Afghanistan, along with $85 billion worth of our military equipment for Al-Qaeda with our dick between our legs. So is Hillary. Hammer time cankles, a.k.a. Huma Licker Breath would say, what difference does it make? Holla! Huma Licker Breath, getting in last legs good. Thank you very much! Drag Queen Reading Hour under Fluorescent Library. Light is a scary enough image burned into our troops' craniums for those responsible for teaching gender-fluid reader fluency. The kids tiring of checkout plays in the Ukraine when nobody is liberal enough to go ass to mouth, even if you ate caviar out of the Count's anus hole first. So what difference does it make? At least now, rapes in the military will dip dramatically. The only thing getting raped will be free will. But that was happening already over the clot shots. So what difference does it make? Alex Jones lives. Holla! Last licks. Thank you very much! We don't intend on winning another war again. So what difference does it make? Oliver Stone lives. Holla! Thank you very much! The Capitol Police are free to murder American vets in broad daylight like Ashley Babbitt. So what difference does it make? Michelle Obama will still find a way to be pissed despite Joan Rivers being the one who got dicked over permanently by Tina Turner 2.0. 2.0. What's talent got to do with it? So, what difference does it make? Britney Spears can't even get her memoir published because we're running out of paper because the Sunday New York Times hogs up the paper market by publishing enough shit about taking cannibalism and eating cockroaches back for the privilege of saving Mother Earth. Like, it's worth saving at this point. So, what difference does it make? If they steal another election, the military will shoot to kill us like a bunch of crazy jihadists against any patriotic citizens left. So what difference does it make? At least now charges of the Supreme Court being soft on pedophiles in the military won't hold as much water in court. So what difference does it make? <laughs> Critical race theory doesn't include do-shit mayors who've let the criminals run wild because they don't want to be called racist pieces of shit. So what difference does it make? Sudden adult death syndrome from the clot shot isn't going away. Neither is AIDS and the common flu. We branded as an itchy esophagus through COVID. So what difference does it make? My kids aren't joining the military to study military strategy, which has always been bend over and take it or get court-martialed, you maggot-eating piece of shit. So what difference does it make? Tibetan monks aren't supporting themselves on nude meditation videos on greatmindsonfire.com. So, what difference does it make? Kanan Dunn lives. Holla! Thank you very much! Castration Nation has no balls left to prosecute and punish those who push the clot shot at nauseam. So, what difference does it make? Castration Nation owns on and is threatened with loss of liberty. Their job and pursuit of happiness if they dare to protest out in public against our stolen election outside the Capitol building while Antifa and BLM get to burn down our cities at will while corporate America pushes clot shots to placate the rape-enablement Democrat Party in our land of Democrat decrepit deterioration. Not that Republicans who rubber-stamp the sham presidency are any better. So what difference does it make? 
Uncle Sam wasn't getting much action in the first place, and his past is prime money shot blasting years. So, since the day democracy died and all forms of humanity left, our medical profession, after Cuomo, aka the Italian reptilian inside, aka Mr. Black Eyes found a way to kill Italian grandma without throwing her off the train. So, what difference does it make? Bruce Springsteen will still call all his fans racist anyway. Even the ones who got jealous of Bruce Springsteen inviting Obama be good to dance with him on stage to Dancing in the Dark on Broadway. So, what difference does it make? Gideon last licks good. Castration Nation. Holla! Thank you! Very much! But, on the lighter side of things, <laughs> how do kids in Steph Curry jerseys identify with Steph Curry? Unless their mom won Miss Washington Heights and is hot enough to charge the price of Hamilton tickets for some high-end chlamydia. Younger brother says, your last comedy record was called Lapping Losers? That's pretty funny. I say, you're only 120 behind. You think taking 100 milligrams of Adderall per day would keep you up to speed? Last licks. Comedy record, 121. Holla! Thank you very much! Uh, finally saw the Thor movie. <laughs> Love and Thunder of my kids. Really needed that Alexa reminder for that one. <laughs> they should rename that movie Gayer Than Thundercats. I'm yelling at Natalie Portman on the screen. Fail at being cool. Which scored the biggest laugh at the movie by far. Understand, I don't care about the rock creature Cronin dudes professing their love for each other at the end. Bang away. It's not as if they can get AIDS from having their bottoms rocked by Rock Hudson. But it's gay when the director has to rely on... Guns N' Roses' greatest hits to inject any veneer of badass coolness to the god of loud rain. Hillary, hammer time, cankles, half naked with her spanks off after dark, wildly swinging a magnum of cake bread cellar chardonnay over her head at Bill after he complained about their clapper not arriving yet over more supply chain issues is ten times more menacing than Chris Hemsworth on the big screen as Thor while trying to crack wise like a roided out Diamond Dave in a cape auditioning for Man o' War after he got fired from Van Halen for wanting to sing a cover of Dude Looks Like a Lady. And what was the fucking pitch for this movie exactly? Thor meets Guitar Hero at the crossroads to sell out hell? Get in the ring, motherfucker! And the hammer of Thor in the hands of Natalie Portman will beat Moby's bitchy little ass. Black bean burgers or a good dose of protein? My ass. Last licks. Holla! Thank you very much! Younger brother being an asshole again. Surprise, surprise. You went to see Cheap Trick at the Capitol Theater on Valentine's Day with Natalia? And I say, yes, you don't have a monopoly on free-spirited fun. Sir, snort a lot. <laughs> Stop making Hunter Biden look like a serial slacker underachiever in comparison. Getting him last looks good. Holla! Comedy record, 
121. You're welcome. Thank you very much. This is Robert Frost's mother. Cooling on Robert Frost in her diary. If he doesn't take that job, I'm not talking to him anymore. He thinks digging ditches for the mob is beneath him? Write a new poem about it called Digging Out of Debt to Mama. <laughs> because I'm not bankrolling his poetry card business anymore. Because he can never afford to buy me a real card from Hallmark. I don't think his prissy prose is conversational enough to make it into the Hallmark family. Shit, at least James Taylor rhymes. Frosting on Frost. Holla! Last Licks. Thank you very much! Last Licks interlude. Why am I naming my last free comedy record with new material, Last Licks? Because it's about soothing past hurts through comedy. So I can inspire others to think toward the future after looking off the wounds with comedy too. So you'll be in a more exalted, wiser position by forcing yourself to reflect on how to avoid the same old shitty situation. Last Licks double album special is for those still fighting for dignity, self-respect, and bragging rights of some kind so they can get pumped up about flexing their stuff in the future with the intention of winning over the crowd and hitting their target goals with resounding big guns blasting authority. So you can feel not smug secure like Unibrow Maddow, but be more prideful pretty for not letting past disappointments, rejections, and nonstop offenses get you down. Today, we get our last licks in before pouncing on our prey with feline quickness and big-eye glory for refusing to accept selective tenderness shown our way. No more, no more! Get your flying wings on, bitches. Aerosmith lives today. Last licks, listening party, top priority of the summer. Dream doing on. Holla! Last licks, interlude. Thank you! Very much. Planned Parenthood should foot the bill for abortion travel expenses, don't you think? <laughs> They're going to stick the patient with the vacuum cleaning bill anyway, sliding scale or not. Planned Parenthood can write up the travel expenses as zooming zygotes. Holla! Last licks. Thank you! Very much. Captain Fruitcake. My honeymoon phase when my daughter is waning. <laughs> it only took 11 years, which lasts longer than most. It died with my wife after a stream of milk squirted out of her nips on her honeymoon in Australia. Especially after I nibbled on them for old time's sake. While totally blanking on how they now tasted like a regrettable non-fat latte. Our plan was to get married in Australia, a mother's beach, where my wife grew up around. Yet my mom, yet my mom crashed that concept real fast. Mom calls, fuck Australia, Scoops. Australia is a long flight from New York, and your father doesn't love you 
that much. You're the sloppy second son for a reason, remember? I consult my wife later and say, babe, assuming we have a boy, instead of hiring a rabbi for the circumcision, we'll hire Crocodile Dundee. Just so we could hear a room full of Jews say, now that's a knife. You can chop it all off with that thing. Most honeymoon phases fade after their sweaty sex period anyway, where the bed achieves blast off despite perpetual poundage downward, which defies all laws of gravity altogether. So I'm not sweating the prospect of my honeymoon phase coming to a deflated end with my daughter at 11 years old. She has breast buds now, so I know she can't remain my little girl forever. It's not as if I identify with Woody Allen in my late 40s now either, who pines for the days of keeping naked pics of a nine-year-old Sunyi in his top sock drawer, the tap for future script ideas on scripts such as crimes and misdemeanors, the early years, or was it the plowing field? Shit, the only crusty pick missing from Woody Allen's top sock drawer was Soon Yi crying on the cover of Time Life magazine. Still, 11 years old feels early for breast buds. Don't you think? Wife says, Matilda and Shannon are the last girls in their class to get breast buds. And I say, then why haven't yours sprouted yet? I'm cooling on my daughter because of her overuse of the word nice. Had a pothead friend Kling in college. Cool dude. Worked as a chef in Nantucket during the summer to pay for his high-end hippie lifestyle. But he could also throw down like Leo. I went to Berkshire, a boarding school that got... Print up in the New York Times in 96 after a student sold 90 doses of acid to a student population of 300. Although I've been told nearly every student there was tripping balls, including some of the professors. Headmaster calls in the dealer. You really thought you'd get away with this shit? Are you smoking cuckoo puffs or not? Who's your supplier? Student breaks out into giggles and can barely muster. <laughs> you say cuckoo puffs. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Headmaster adds... I knew that hiring that English teacher from Berkeley was a bad idea. Oh, Captain, my Captain Trips was his quote in his high school yearbook. For Christ's sake. He quoted that fruitcake Robert Frost too. I bet those woods were lovely, dark and deep on five hits of acid when the maple tree morphed into Aunt Jemima ordering you to sodomize each other with your lacrosse sticks because the ghost of Jim Brown will shit on your dreams of breaking his scoring records at the University of Syracuse regardless. Yeah, so Kling, the same guy who rolled perfect joints, who'd blow smoke rings that shaped into the contours of the skeletal shape seen on deadhead shirts, would use the word nice if you said something he liked. For example, hey Kling, saw 311 live last night. They kicked total ass. I practically touched the rafters. For once, I no longer felt whiter than white man's disease. And Kling says, nice. Despite it being way more momentous than nice. And I didn't have to compete with an iPad in front of him for his attention. So when I say Matilda, daddy's final comedy record, Last Licks, will be my Siamese dream, Too Fast for Love, Appetite for Destruction and American Idiot all wrapped up into one. 
only to hear back in return, nice. <laughs> in other words, sell some comedy records later this summer, whether it be Last Licks or Billionaire Brain, in my honor, and I'll give a bigger shit, daddy. I'm sure I could find you an emoji for that. Just let me get back to being a budding preteen already. Who doesn't have to suck off the totality of your ego every two seconds? Because you already do a pretty good job of that already. <laughs> Besides, isn't that what mommy's for? I get it. Making comedy records at home is like playing with yourself. You can only spend so much time jerking off your own material without wanting others to do it for you. Is that what Brian Wilson meant when he sang, wouldn't it be nice? Anyway, let me plan my first sleepover with Kendall at our house with a tent in our yard, Daddy. Just be glad I'm not pushing for more horse riding lessons that you can't afford because you're so broke, your Hebrew name is under judicial review. Just make enough money for a bar mitzvah trip in two years to France so I can practice my French while ordering you some high-end rosé from Provence Captain Fruitcake. We can toast my official entry into fully budding womanhood and you finally making it as a semi-working artist, writer, comedian of some kind. So you could stop freaking out about not having enough new lovers of you yet. Nice enough? Captain Fruitcake? Nice lives. Holla! Thanks for the shroll, the memory lane clang. Very, very much. Holla! Nice lives. Thank you very much! Pulling. For Howl Master, rose-tinted glasses darken tremendously when your daughter, singing Rose Cornbluth, orders you to turn down No Remorse Live in France by Metallica with the windows down as you're dropping the ungrateful bitch off for camp. Daughter yells, it's embarrassing, daddy. I yell back, Metallica is the best-selling metal group of all time, and Lady Gaga's most rocking moment in her life was singing Moth into Flame with Metallica at the Grammy Awards. For once, she exuded a banger pretty vibe for a change. I got some yum yum sauce for Gaga to gag on. Daughter fights fire with fire. Whatever you say, Dice Man. Meanwhile, nobody cares about Metallica anymore. And Thrash Menald is kind of white, trashy daddy. Do Metallica shirts from the 80s come with a mullet guarantee at shortcuts or what? I park. As my daughter leaves the car, I yell, K-pop can suck the four horsemen's dick. Plus Dave Mustaine pisses on Lady Gaga. He wrote, peace sells, but who's buying? on the walls in some shitbox studio because he couldn't afford paper. Lady Gaga had to live without what exactly? Madonna's personal email address for dance pointers on Fame Monster between trying to get Guy Ritchie to drop playing football in his downtime versus playing kick the can with her clit. So stop being such a self-conscious buzzkill Matilda. Youngest son, otherwise known as Hardcore Hunger Rocks, a.k.a. Headbangers Ball, says, 
I'm not a self-conscious buzzkill daddy. And I reply, and that's why your all metal baby and your big sis is becoming at one with dour, dumpy, Baba inside, fade to black, effortless magic. That being my daughter, fades on Saint Anger Day. Fuck them all who can't take a joke. My daughter included in this instance. No remorse lives. Pulling for Howl Master. Last licks. Howler. Holla! Thank you! Very much. Bumper car bust. Daughter is tall enough to go in the bumper cars now because her hips already hit the ceiling. I only wish she inherited my mother-in-law's stumpy Ukrainian troll side now. I'd put that heart-shaped blue and yellow sticker on my car if it got me out of witnessing my daughter's bumper car bus of biblical proportions. (laughs) I don't think my daughter completed one full lap. It's hard to enjoy the bumper cars for the first time in 35 years when you have to re-kink your neck every two seconds while yelling. Matilda, keep the steering wheel straight. Step on the gas. Stop acting like you're a city kid who never had to drive a car till the last great escape from Manhattan. Watching my daughter struggle to keep her steering wheel straight was brutal. It was like watching Brian Brick make fun of my knock-kneed ass run the three-legged race in pre-K at the Y all over again. Try to stay straight, far from straight, Fagala. Pretend the candy ring goes to the winner, clown lips. Why did I have to get paired with the knock-kneed freak? He's more comfortable on all fours or in his go-to kneeling position anyway. Brian Brick lives. Holla! Thank you very much. Worse yet, my father, who rarely sees his granddaughter ever, starts to make fun of her. I didn't have my daughter repeat the insults because she was so upset afterwards, but he could have called my firstborn Susie Wong Eyes, for all I know. The same girl, effortless magic, my Bashir. Hebrew for soulmate, the big wise sister I always wanted to overcompensate for being the sloppy second son who plays my talent agent in the great American Jew novel to help make my do-it-all dad year come true, my go-to babysitter for two adoring younger brothers while I bang out more sheets of comedy gold, getting 10 times more flustered, upset because my father thinks it's his domain to bust her balls with his standard tactless asshole relish is where I draw the fucking line. At the same time, I have the perfect out for not having to buy my daughter a car for another 20 years max. A self-driving scooter? Maybe. Afterwards, I confront my dad and say, Matilda isn't into you anymore. Not because she's getting older. She isn't into you because you're being a hypercritical prick dad. Never forget Being an A-plus narcissist is the family tradition. Hank Williams Jr. lives. Holla!
last legs. Thank you very much. But mom has the gall to call my oldest child arrogant because she doesn't require your fucking permission to feel great about herself. Join the fucking club. Every teacher since pre-K has asked me for permission to clone her. So A-plus arrogance in this case is well-earned dad. Similar to me killing it on my final comedy record. 121 last licks. All done in 13 months flat. John Lennon wished he was this productive during his stay-at-home dad years. A-plus arrogance lives. Getting last licks in. Good. Ha! Thank you! Very much. Greatest recession nation broke man on campus interview. Are you in college? Yeah. How did you know? The UPenn mask was a dead giveaway. Plus, I'm conducting interviews outside the Warden School of Business. So you're a business major, I assume? No, I major in gender fluid studies at Oberlin College and minor in films done to demonize Whitey by Jordan Peele. I love this last film. Get out of my dreams, Katy Perry. You're not the added color. I'm casting for a bitch. So how does an, an economics professor at the Warden Business School define a recession today? Hunter giving up blow for blow painting because he can't afford good blow anymore. After President Poopy Pants, a.k.a. the Icky Shuffle, a.k.a. Mr. Groper, told the Ukrainian energy company to cut out giving Sir Snortalot 50 grand a week to push borscht as a new kombucha. Drug jokes aside, how do you explain a recession to your nephew today? Toka Boca money won't get you jack shit in Boca. Fuck the Vanguard Index. The only thing the Vanguard Index mimics these days is Prince Harry's crippling depression. <laughs> I shouldn't make fun of mental health. I know. Harry tried to kill himself. Harry hasn't shaved in years. So fuck the Vanguard Index. And only DeSantis we trust. Florida Gotta love it. Invest in Bitcoin, which is toka boca money to use in real life. You can trade Bitcoin for cash or gold teeth fillings from R. Kelly on the cheap. Dark money rules everything around me. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. What? My nephew just had Wu-Tang play his bar mitzvah party at Griffith Park in Silver Lake. Is Dave Chappelle still defending R. Kelly in his act these days? Get off R. Kelly's dick already, Breitbart. He's the black Elvis with weaker bladder control. Or just ask the tooth fairy for a money tree, assuming it's not made in Wuhan, which is sprayed with spike proteins used And designed to depress your immune system more than entry into the Dallas 
Buyers Club. What my nephew identifies with Harry Styles' pansexual leanings in the remake of Peter Pan called Cock Blocking Puberty Blockers. So little boys never develop enough raging testosterone to fight off advances from Michael Jackson impersonators during drag queen reading hour once Fabiola calls in sick for the monkeypox. How would the king of popping cherries defend himself today? All the Beatles royalty points in the world can't buy me love. So buy a money tree not made in Wuhan, which will definitely yield you more luck than the stock market these days. The three-year return on the S&P is dropping faster than Meghan McCain's belly rolls while de-spanking. A recession is like breast reduction surgery. It only causes more financial strain because you have to buy your own drinks now. Plus, your personal worth plummets because banking on your personality to get more angel seed money interest in your dog walking business was a losing bet that caused your next great depression. Oh yeah, that's it. You want to explain what a recession is today on Sesame Street? Count Dracula can count 13 reasons why we're the greatest recession nation. Trump didn't come up with the term great recession nation. We did. One, we are the greatest recession nation because Jimmy Carter got his mojo back, which makes him feel smoother than sanding alphabet blocks for his grandchildren carved in Farsi. Two, we're the greatest recession nation because Al Gore is trying to be relevant again. Still, why don't I sweat global warming? Because Al Gore's speaking career since 2006 has cooled considerably. Three, we're the greatest recession nation because it's the great reset, you dumb, sheepish bitches. Klaus Schwab and his Nazi spawn overlords will ensure America becomes placenta smoothie nation in no time. If China and Gates don't buy up all our farmland to turn us into a placenta smoothie plantation nation that churns out antioxidant rich placenta smoothies based on our new social credit system, which will make metrosexual Gavin Gecko blush. Four, we're the greatest recession nation because big tech doesn't need multiple talent acquisition managers to order in for Taco Tuesdays anymore. Five, we're the greatest recession nation because deplorable oil riggers are forced to sell solar panels on commission only, which gives death of a salesman new life at the local playhouse in Odessa, Texas. Once the Friday night lights experience another rolling blackout from relying on wind farms built on quicksand to power increased electricity demands, opening the border for the next Santana garage band to emerge isn't helping resolve their electric power demands either. Six, we're the greatest recession nation because the big guy is getting his cut from the Ukraine while Zelensky poses for Glamour magazine. 
with his wife in his finest olive green shirt from the Gap in Boca Raton. Seven, we're the greatest recession nation because Biden made shorting Banana Republic stock great again. You can't even get a decent pair of Docker shorts there anymore because of incessant supply chain issues. Yada, yada, yada. Jap breath. Eight, we're the greatest recession nation because it takes six months to get a custom-made couch from Mexico delivered to your house to burn when you run out of oil money this winter, so the timing will be perfect, really. Nine, we're the greatest recession nation because capitalism regains their leverage over your free time and doesn't have to tolerate your pansy-ass request for remote work anymore, as if your children possess more magnetic potential in the land of free iPhones, if you manage to cross over a border without forgetting to say, no paper, senor? Democrats, bueno. Republicans, punta holes. Joe Rogan, meh. 10. Trumpy poo didn't coin greatest recession nation. 11. Trumpy poo didn't coin greatest recession nation. 12. Trumpy poo didn't coin Recession Nation. 13. Only Republicans have bad credibility problems. Comprende? Greatest Recession Nation. Holla! Thanks for tanking the economy over an itchy esophagus to get Trumpy Poo out of office because he would have schooled Greta Thunberg on climate change and Davos, Davos, who gives a fuck. Fracking actually reduces our carbon footprint, Greta. Greta says, so Neil Young is full of shit now? Trump replies, Neil Young doesn't take showers to reduce his carbon footprint. So that much you share in common. Babe, last licks. Holla! Thank you very much. Above all else, I miss Trump's relentless optimism and over-the-top salesmanship. If Trump got monkeypox and HIV after the deep state pricked him in his sleep to ensure he doesn't run for re-election again, Trump would tweet on Truth Social, dun, 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 the next morning, do I have HIV and monkeypox? Yes, but my T-cell count numbers have never been stronger. Getting in, last licks good. Holla! Thank you! Very much. Half heap, crazy. I don't like my dad claiming a spiritual connection to my younger brother's cat because he bought him Fancy Feast the one week he was in town this summer. Typical A-plus narcissist. He thinks his presence alone is enough to warrant nonstop pussy love. Wait a minute. That's his favorite son who owns the cat. That's the only thing he got to keep from the his divorce. My bad. <laughs> the same preferred son who makes... Hunter Biden come off as a serial underachieving slacker in comparison. Callback special number one. You're welcome. Last Lex. Holla! Thank you very much! Our family owns a cat, Miss Kitty, a.k.a. Miss Pretty. And I enjoy feeding her more than my own kids. And my three kids give me running jump yummy hugs like when I made them. A pecan-breaded swordfish with a strawberry mango salsa when my parents were in town. 
funny how Fagala lives. Ah! Actually, that dish deserved an extended hump. Like hug, actually. Still, I made the dish because my mom proposed a Shabbat dinner that we hosted at our place. Because my younger brother is less grateful than AJ from The Sopranos on Indigenous People's Day. After he started banging the model, he met at the psych ward for 50 grand a week, I think. Or was that Jon Snow? Paying 50 grand a week to attend a rehab center in Connecticut, which ruins everything. Jon Snow was supposed to be the alpha dog Orlando Bloom, minus the pansexual star leanings. Except now, you're left with the impression that Jon Snow would flinch after receiving a cutting stare from Gordon Ramsay on Top Chef Celebrity Edition. These Dothraki lamb burgers taste like burnt villagers, Snow. I hate to attach symbolism to everything. But my dad claiming a spiritual connection with my brother's cat that he got in the divorce that they came back east to clean up for him, that being the divorce, rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> All of a sudden, my dad is a poet laureate of cats who thinks he's the Charles Bukowski of Dutchess County representing cottage life for the Hudson Weekly, the one week he's around all summer? I don't think so, especially knowing how the cat's name is Sui, as in chop suey served in Chinese restaurants with her family. I'm offended personally because I don't recall my dad making any positive mention of our cat, Miss Kitty, who's the most fuss-free feline imaginable, who licks my feet nonstop, and Mama's too, which means she isn't afraid of no bunions. Death wish lives. Holla! Last licks. Thank you very much! But hey, I should be used to being the sloppy second son by now. So, our cat receiving shabbier, selective, tenderness treatment from my dad shouldn't be such a painful shock to my system anymore. Similar to Trans Father's Day not being a thing on Twitter yet. <laughs> Get over yourself, nipple tits. Either you're an involved father who doesn't specialize in selective tenderness or not. Plus, feeling fucked over shouldn't be such a major shock to your system anymore either. Sloppy second sons included. Resisting selective Tenderness. Long time, all the time. Getting in last looks good. Holla! Thank you! Very much! Supply chain solved. Require every dreamer crossing our border to work as a delivery driver for UPS for one year in exchange for the free social security cards and iPhones they're getting at the border that comes with ways and our supply chain problem is solved. Illegal immigrants flown at the JFK on JetBlue are given a license to vote Democrat anyway. Plus, illegal immigrants are exempt from the clot shot. So they'll be healthy enough to do more ballot stuffing for UPS during the midterm election season. Recess passes matter. Instead of giving criminals Get out of jail free cards, which is what no bail laws do. We should institute a recess pass system that my teachers used on us to discourage bad behavior growing up, except these recess passes are used for cannabis shops in New York City. Latrell, Spreewell's kid, chokes out a cop's white privilege, and he gets his recess pass to the cannabis shop taken away. 
thug lives matter most, start having panic attacks on the subway. Where am I going to get my gummies now? Sting free plus ash free equals zero regrets, homie. Plus, I don't want to share a blunt with your ass just out of the slammer. You monkey pox packing motherfucker. Recess passes matter. Holla! Gideon last licks good. Thank you! Very much! Angel Light lives. How do you fuck with your atheist wife? Be serious about expressing your desire to adopt a kid with Down syndrome. But they could die at 40 from cancer. Athletes are dying from the clot shot in their 20s now. So 40 is the new 90. Really, babe. Plus, your username on the Peloton is Flowers and Babies. Shouldn't all kids enveloped in our circle of love in our comedy state home come up roses in your eyes? You work in the NICU, checking for vital signs. All I check for is for retweets. You want me to prove that I'm not an A-plus narcissist and break the curse of my family tradition for good? Then this is it. Huey Lewis and the news live. Holla! Gen X jokes. Gen X dads understand. Last licks. Thank you! Very much. Although, leave it to Uncle John, a.k.a. Sir Snort a lot to contaminate our air of holiness at home. The one time he offers our adopted son with Down syndrome some blow and says, you don't always have to be down, kid. But who's going to look after him? You still don't have a job. He'll help me sell my new gum invention, Hopperama Chew. Who's going to say no to a kid with Down syndrome? What? I want to disrupt the job market for young adults with Down syndrome. Most kids with Down syndrome are highly creative. Plus, they possess highly developed sensitive humor. Like Phil Rosenthal. Cousin in Somebody Feed Phil. Or the guy in Something About Mary. And who could resist our adopted kid with Down syndrome going door to door in Brooklyn selling hop flavor gum to overweight stay-at-home hipster dads who identify more with Lena Dunham since she morphed into the hunchback of Bushwick during restaurant week. We can call him Zevon Zappa Cornbluth, which gives him immediate hipster cred after he introduces himself in addition to some immediate breathing room to pitch. I want to out-hipster the shit out of these guys. Door-to-door sales would do wonders for this kid's self-esteem. At the same time, nobody is slamming a door on a kid's face with Down syndrome, especially if he's blowing the biggest bubble you've ever seen while holding up a tape recorder that plays our pre-recorded radio jingle for Hopperama Chew. Blow your blues away with some Hopperama Chew. Our bubbles are easy to blow. Even kids with Down syndrome can blow big bubbles while chewing on a daily nugget of wisdom. Wrapped inside each burst of bright-eyed flavor inside. Hopperama Swami says, Beer bellies give self-love a bad name. And Sarpalin is better than you. So, 
add some extra balance to your step with some Hopperama chew. Also, your best friend Sarah will feel like a more self-involved narcissist for only having one kid versus our three plus one adopted one with Down syndrome. And our fourth kid being an adopted one with Down syndrome would really piss my parents off. Just think of what a big deal they made about putting up a pool fence. But I don't view a kid with Down syndrome as an eyesore, but as angel light. And their laughs are the purest. Plus, when a kid with Down syndrome smiles, it can light up a youth hostel in a no-go zone area in Germany with no Wi-Fi during the Chinese planted plague made in Wuhan, delivered through remote-controlled drone bats next day delivery. Supply chain problem solved because everyone will be dead. So what difference does it make except that our best of four worlds family, that being all four kids, because we're not a family without them, will be able to bask in some angel light before the never-ending shit show goes up in flames. As we sing in a beautiful, truthfully tuneful harmony. It's the end of the world, and we know it, and I feel fine. Because Samuel needs a younger brother to look after. And denying him the opportunity to be the biggest hearted big brother ever would really blow. More than being denied the chance to see if your mother would, would terminate her Nazi dog Heidi over more playtime consideration with her grandchild with Down syndrome. <laughs> we'll see how God bless she'll act in the face of our new kid with Down syndrome who will do abortion jokes in my honor over Christmas. One kid only means your diaphragm is for walls after all, Baba. Plus, how could I ever be sad in the presence of dad? Funnier dad, happier baby. Thanks, dad, for giving me the confidence to do more than dig ditches for non-biodegradable mass at McDonald's. Before the never-ending shit show goes up in flames. Angel Light Lives. Last Lex. Holla! Thank you! Very much.